Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts. Tom Stevens. Hey, what day is it? Uh, to my knowledge, Wednesday. Well, we're happier than a camel on Wednesday, baby. Jake Bakoven. Coach told me when we were in Rome, we do as Romans. And when we were in Italy, we do as Italians. So, Italians, they eat pizza after the game. Tom and Buck starts now. Welcome in, hour number two of Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens, that's Jake Bachhoven. Uh News to share for Nebraska football. Jackson Hanna is in the portal. He played, uh, I believe, 21 games for Nebraska, all on special teams. Uh, kind of buried on the depth chart at outside linebacker. Kind of a big get from Alabama when Nebraska got him. I think they got him uh, over Tennessee. But just never been able to rise above others on the depth chart. And so he is in the portal. I had forgotten, actually, that maybe this sounds mean, but I would forgotten that he was actually on the team. Yeah, I did, too. He's, he's uh, I mean, the name sounds good. That's a good linebacker name, yeah. and he's sixth. I mean, he's got a good build. Um, but, yeah, he just looks like a guy buried on the depth chart. So, um, you know, I, you know. Even less than, like, even less impactful, I'd say, than Savion Morrison. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least Savion Morrison got on the field. So uh, when you see those type of guys walk away, it, it's something. But it, yeah. it, more than anything, it's just kind of opening up a spot more in my mind. And he's a younger player. He could have come along yeah. or maybe will come along wherever he goes. But, um, you know, obviously, if, if it, it's not too impactful if he, if he hasn't been, seen the field too much. Um, uh, it is National Letter of Intent Signing Day, one of two. Uh, for Nebraska, I think we're really concerned about some of these portal guys even more than some of the guys that are signing. But uh, we have to read this particular announcement. Yeah, well, the coverage is sponsored by Members Own Credit Union. Treat yourself to a credit card without hidden fees and reward points galore. Learn more at MembersOwnCU.org. Uh, also, Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electric. Trust the HVAC pros with 24-7 service. Call 801-797-3306 or go to ActionPlumbing.net. I did want to uh, mention this, too, because I just saw this come across yeah. Twitter. Tommy Armstrong Jr., former Husker quarterback, yeah. has announced that he has taken the offensive coordinator job at North Star High School. Nice. Very cool stuff. Way to go, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Tommy Armstrong. I hope he does uh, very well in his coaching career. Uh, Nebraska has done a lot of stuff out of the portal. Uh, they've done a good job, I think, so far of filling their needs at defensive back with Tommy Hill. Uh, of course, from Arizona State, he's a transfer at cornerback. You have Deshaun Singleton, the transfer from Hutchinson. You have uh, Jaden Gould, a uh, good get from Bergen Catholic, New Jersey. He was committed to uh, USC, had over 40 offers at safety, uh, 6'2", 190. Uh, he has signed with Nebraska as well out of high school. So he's uh, one of the high school guys. The other high school guy, uh, that has signed Justin Evans Jenkins, 
uh, defensive tackle, offensive lineman, uh, maybe a bit of surprise, but all of the other guys are signed for today. Of course, some of the big gets uh, out of the portal, along with Hill and uh, Singleton and Gould. Uh, they also got Brian Bushimi, Bussini, Brian Bussini uh, from Montana, transfer at punter, averaged 46 yards a kick. Sam said that might be the best get out of the portal, and I really can't argue with it considering uh, Nebraska's trouble uh, punting the football and kicking as well. And they got Timmy uh, Bleak Road from Furman, a kicker who made 15 of 18 kicks. Uh, and then you had uh, Kevin Williams, uh, offensive guard. Uh, he played at Northern Colorado, originally in Omaha out of high school. Uh, so uh, I expect a few more things. Maybe Emmett Smith or Emmett uh, Johnson, I should say. Emmett Johnson, running back from Minneapolis, expected maybe to sign with Nebraska at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Um um, and who knows? There's always some pride. And you surprise. and you think you want a running back? You, Ashton Hayes leaves. The, obviously, the running back room's not. Well, Emma Johnson would names. do that. Emma Johnson would do that. The kid from Minneapolis who's signing at three o'clock. I think he replaces Ashton Hayes. Yeah. from what I've been told. Uh, but we'll talk a little recruiting in the one o'clock hour next hour with Mike Schaefer of Husker twenty four seven. Of course, he is on with Happer Schaefer. It's partly his show. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a big press conference, and there have been. I, have coaches spoken yet? I haven't seen anything. Okay, on I think yet. they all go at two o'clock uh, this afternoon. Uh, you'll hear from the assistants. Uh, there'll be a lot of questions. What would be the first question you would ask, and who would you ask it to? I mean, who do you most want to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be, I guess, a big part of the question. Who do you who do you want to ask questions today? Well, I, I think Mark Whipple's the most interesting, um, but along with that is Scott Frost, and it's really, you know, I don't know who the questions necessarily go to, but I, I guess Frost is the head man, so it's just how are you going to blend all these ideas together? Where is, you know, where are you on that process? You got to get it turned around quickly, um, and then you don't have a quarterback necessarily in place, and he's going to have to do the, the head coaching thing where, you know, we got guys in place, and uh, you know, so protect the guys on his roster, but um, we kind of all know what's there. So, I mean, that, that's the, I mean, that's what we all want to know is is where are they at in that process? There's still, you know, positions out there. Are you going yeah. towards special teams or running back or, you know, which way are you leaning towards? And to, to address that too, what do you think about the need for special teams coaching? Um, do you think that the, because they've been able to address some of those positions in recruiting, no. that you need less of a special teams coordinator? No. Or you still think you need it for sure? You absolutely need a special teams coordinator. And that's what my biggest fear, not my biggest fear, but one of my fears, uh, because there are several uh, related <laughs> to Nebraska football, is that they don't get a special teams coordinator. That they feel like, okay, we got our kicker, we got our punter. Uh, it was the specialist. You'll see, Husker Nation, that it was just the specialist and not the special teams, even though it wasn't at the end of the year. A kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, they've, you know, a couple of blunders as far as blocking for your punter, uh, which, you know, lost you basically yeah. the Iowa game. Um, it's not just the specialist. It's the special teams. When you have guys that are fearful of returning a punt or returning a kickoff, because they're afraid that they're going to screw up or whatever the fear might be. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, you're not you're, they're they're losing any any ground on special teams um where that's a, typically kind of a, a portion of the game that you can you know find a way to win and they you know it, it's hurting them every week and I always I you know I keep going back to this 
don't just try to be average at special teams. It feels like yeah. maybe that's the goal because they're so bad at it. Uh, is first you kind of got to get yeah. to that step. But I mean, you can you can change a program. You can win games based on special yeah. teams, and so I think that's why they need to address it more than anything. It's not just changing specialists and hopefully yeah. these guys work because it's not automatic. Those guys, they got scholarships, but they might not even win the job. You need to have somebody out there directing this and, and getting it um, and not just placing guys. I'm, I know they know football. I know they know how to line them up yeah. and what they needs to be done on those plays, but you've got to get more out of it uh, than they've been able to do. So with the, with the guys in house. So I'm interested to see if they, Either you know, give that position to one of the new guys. Uh, maybe one of the new guys hasn't been hired yet, or if if you maybe just divvy it up with to somebody else on the staff. If they were going to give it to Bill Bush, wouldn't they have done that already? Seems like that would or be an Ricky idea. Brumfield uh, at Virginia. I mean, wouldn't you have or Sean Snyder or somebody but like somebody's that? Somebody's out recruiting and making the you know making the pitches. So you kind of wonder, do they have that? Do they have that answered yet? Even though they haven't yeah. released it to the public, whatever it is. I mean, if they were going to make Ron Brown, for example, running backs coach, it would have made sense to do that already. Right. To announce. Just the, announce the whole staff. Or, or Bill Bush. So that's the, I guess, one of the more intriguing things. And, and one of the questions I guess we'll, we'll have answered, or at least will be asked to Scott Frost at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Special teams coordinator, do we see one? Are we going to see one? Are you still waiting on that guy? Uh, what's the holdup? Uh, because that's a big deal. That's a really big deal for me. Uh, nice that they addressed it in punting and kicking because they needed a punter and they needed a kicker. Bing, bing. And they've added a few more other, some other guys from the portal that are walk-ons. So I, you should have the guys in-house finally where at least you'll have a full-blown competition and let the best man win. Right? And let's hope that that best man can get it done. Uh, it's time for box tops. Uh, we do it every day. At about this time. All right, going through the, or since it's early signing day, going through signing days past and some of the biggest hype around players and recruiting stories that I can remember. So we'll go through uh, the 10. There's a few guys that I would, that receives my others receiving votes, didn't quite make the top 10. Uh, Some of them uh, of late, Wandell Robinson was a pretty big recruiting story. Clearly the headliner of his class when they yeah. took him away from Kentucky at the last minute. Or yeah. not Kentucky. Uh, uh, yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. Now he's back at Kentucky. That's yeah, right. he's back at Kentucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole argument was, well, we'll just tell him that he can do everything. He can be a running back. He can be a wide receiver. We co- we'll create a position for him, which was already created. The, the Duck R. Yeah. The, he was that Duck R guy. Uh, and apparently, even though they sold him on that, he didn't like doing that. So that's why he left for Kentucky. Well, yeah. I, I don't think the duck R was supposed to run dives up the middle. Or, <laughs> I don't know if that was the original It wasn't supposed play. to be the every down running back. Right. And that's kind of what it became. You're right. Uh, another one, Adrian Martinez, of course, has a memorable recruiting process where he was the first first call, the first commit to the new Scott Frost staff. And since then, things haven't gone well. <laughs> well, he's the all-time leader. I mean, he's got all the records. And, right. things, and things still haven't gone well. Yeah. Um, but uh, it'll, it'll, I mean, that, that recruitment will always stick out to you too, though, because it was just, it kind of was 
at the same time Scott Frost got hired. It was shortly after that. Yeah, that was so a big deal. Was to that get, was a, that was that a was really the big deal. Quarterback of the future there. Yep. Uh, how about Zach Bowman? We'll talk a lot about the 2005 class. I didn't quite put him in the top ten, but he's a five-star JUCO uh, that came in uh, as at cornerback. Uh, also on that list in 2005, and again we'll name other ones. But Leon Jackson gets kind of forgotten in there. He was a top 50 recruit in 2005. Uh, played, a, I think, played just one year here before he, he did. going off to Hawaii. That was a jam-packed. Uh, recruiting room as far as running backs are concerned. Brandon Jackson, I think, ended up winning the job with all those guys. Yeah. Roy Hallou might have been in that class as well, or right around then. Uh, that was that was a class with Bill Callahan that was ranked top five in the country. Oh, yeah. some One service unit had number one. Yeah, and, and one thing you can argue, you can't argue, is that Bill Callahan was a, a really good recruiter. Oh, yeah. He was a really good recruiter. Uh, some of those guys didn't work out. Bowman was okay and played the NFL. Yeah. He just uh, kind of had some injuries. To Leon Jackson transferred here. very early in his career. Yeah. Uh, how about 2000? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, these guys got some pub coming in. Leiden, Mirtha, and Courtney Grigsby. Uh, more so Grigsby. Uh, Mirtha was ranked a little bit higher, but Grigsby was kind of the local product, so people were pretty excited about him. Um, 2002, Demorio Williams, a five-star Juco recruit. Um, Nebraska didn't doesn't have too many five-stars as far as out of high school. But they, they, they've done pretty well over their years uh, with the JUCO recruits. Uh, and then how about Chris Septic? That's a name that I don't even remember hardly at all. But when I look at recruiting rankings, he's the second highest rated recruit for Nebraska ever on 24-7 tied in, in the year right? 2000. Yeah, yeah, tied in. Tied in. Um, again, back to the JUCO thing. I, you don't see many five-star JUCOs anymore. I wonder if that's even a thing. Yeah, for some reason that's kind of dropped off over the years. Yeah, in, I, in the 2000s, the top-rated JUCO guys were always... Yeah, five stars. The top-rated guys, I think, from the Jugo ranks are never. I could ask Schaefer this, but I don't think they're ever five stars. They might have anymore. dropped that down. I think they dropped that down. Uh, let's go to our top ten most memorable uh, recruiting. Uh, just recruiting. Uh, I guess the whole the whole thing yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> for each of these players. Uh, number ten, everybody will remember Keyshawn Johnson Jr. Uh, not the most highest ranked, but of course everybody knows his father, Keyshawn Johnson, and he came in with the whole Calabrasca movement, yeah. and so brought, brought a lot of his Cali- California buddies. Uh, none of them end up playing here very long, yeah. uh, other than Markel Dismuke, who was who was part of that movement, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was memorable. Tyjon Lindsay was also in that class of 2017, so it was kind of a cool wide receiver class when you had Lindsay, who was very highly rated, and Keyshawn Johnson Jr., but eh, it didn't really turn out for Nebraska. Uh, remember the – was it Keyshawn that brought the van full of Calabrascans I think to so, Nebraska? Yeah. It just packed up the van, and he brought all the Calabrascans here. I don't think Keyshawn even played college football. He ended up transferring to Arizona and then quitting. I think he wants to be an actor. I don't know what he's done lately. That was like years ago now. He wasn't good at football. He or wasn't he very good at football. No, he didn't try He to never be. was. He, he was, he's just the son, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I, when we, I remember going to practice and first watching him and yeah. just going, that just looks like me out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a little better than you. He was. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he was, but I mean, just it, and as far as yeah. compared to the other yeah. football players, right, right, you know, right, right. he just kind of looked like a guy out there. He was the guy that helped hype the class. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, number nine on the list, Harrison Beck. 
Uh, that was part of that 2005 class. He looked like he was going to, to, to transition Nebraska into the new era. Of course, this was going from the option football into this new West Coast offense for Nebraska and, uh, and under Bill Callahan. And I always remember the, the tape of him throwing his football uh, to a tire swing that was far away. That's, right. all, that's all I always remember about Harrison Beck's recruiting videos. Oh, if he can do that, I mean, he's, he's pretty good. What I remember about him is he's really weird. He was really weird. He's, he still is. He still is just a, a just a different cat. Yes. Maybe not weird. Just that, that's not probably fair. He's a very rare individual. Yeah. He's he's made, he's had a, a little bit of a of a come up back a checkered on. Past, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a checkered past, but he's yeah. come back a little bit on TikTok. But yeah. then I watch like some of the videos were funny. Okay, here's the back. That's cool. And then yeah. you watch more of them. You're like, oh, that's not a very good guy. Uh, yeah. And he's not. <laughs> I don't have any problem saying that. Uh, number eight on my list, Andre Jones in the JUCO class of 2006. We go back to those JUCOs. Andre Jones was also uh, the second-ranked JUCO uh, recruit that year. And I remember him even guaranteeing a victory against USC when they went out to play Los Angeles. So he never really lived up to be that good. But he, was a, he, was a, he started for Nebraska for, a year, for years. But that JUCO class of 2006, we talk about Bill Collins recruiting. Andre was ranked second. Maurice Purify was ranked fifth, and most right. Nebraska fans would probably tell you Maurice Purify is their favorite wide receiver. Right. A lot of them will uh, over the last 20 years. And Carl Nix was 10th, and Carl Nix ended up being an all-pro. Yeah, he made over like $100 million in his NFL career. Yeah. I mean, that guy was a really good NFL tackle. He was by far the best player, maybe in that entire class. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah. he. And, and it's kind of it's, it's weird because at the end of that Callahan era, you had Leiden Murtha and, and and Carl Nix and Matt Slauson. I think all starting for either the 2006 or 2007 team, and those teams weren't great. But no, I mean, that's good. a heck of an offensive line. You go back and look at some of those offensive linemen that Nebraska has recruited. They weren't very good at Nebraska, but they played in the NFL. Yeah, and then they do really well. Yeah, it's, it's a very bizarre conversation to have. Uh, number seven on my list, of course, would be much higher as far as the best players at Nebraska, but Ndamukong Sue was a top 50 recruit in the 2005 class. Uh, very ballyhooed, but maybe a little overshadowed by others in the class. You know, you have running yeah. backs and quarterbacks and stuff. Um, but he was a big-time get, uh, of course, out of Oregon and clearly went on to be the best of that 2005 class. Yeah, he was a great soccer player in high school. You knew. In fact, the conversation was, is he an offensive tackle or guard, or does he play on defense? They There wasn't even a real known position for him. I mean, definitive position for him. You knew he was going to be a good player, and it was a great get. Yeah, and of course his name uh, means House of Spears, so that was pretty cool yeah, as a recruit. That was you, always, cool. you always liked that one. And Big Sue, that's what the, the announcers that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't say Indomitian because they just didn't know how to say it, so they just said Big Sue. Yeah, that that became interesting. That was yeah. like every broadcast yeah. of the 2009. Right. You knew they would say that. Yeah. Uh, number six on the list, how about Aaron Green? He was ranked as the number 11 overall prospect in the country by ESPN, I think in 2011 here. Uh, Braylon Hurd, also very heralded running back, Came in that same class. I think that he like didn't qualify the previous year or whatever, so he, right. he had to requalify for that class. Now both of them came in very, very highly ranked. Amir Abdullah also came in that same recruiting year and took the job, and they ended up yep. transferring and tra- and transferring and having pretty good careers where they yeah, went. Yeah, he went. To, uh, Aaron Green went to TCU and had a nice career. Yeah, uh, he was a big loss, uh, but then Amir Amir's helped soften the blow. That's oh, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and Rex.
Yeah. yeah. When Indirex was there, it was just yeah. kind of Amir was yeah. was on the, you know. You, Different you knew, recruiting class. You knew he was next. Yeah. 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 When they came in, Rex was starting. Yeah. And then Amir kind of took over the next in line role. Right. And so they, they transferred on out. Braylon Hurd actually went to Kentucky, too, and, and did okay there. I forgot about Braylon. Um, he went to, uh, he, he, he didn't. He, uh, he, I think he had one year remaining, and he declared uh, for the NFL draft. I don't think he got drafted, so he's one of those guys. That happens every year right. where you, know, you just lose uh, good players because they're they're chasing their dreams. But, hey, you know, hats yep. off to him. Uh, number five on the list, Baker Steinkuhler, five-star number eight player according to Rivals uh, back in the day. I think it's 2008. Thought to be an offensive lineman. That's where everybody had him ranked so highly. Of course, his father, a great offensive lineman. But uh, Nebraska decided to move him to defensive tackle. Which might not have been a bad idea coming off the, the um, highs of Indomitian Sue and Jared Crick. But uh, he, he, I don't know if it was a good idea um, in the long run. He never really um, made a, a run at the pros or was a great player. He was a, he was a starter. He was, he was solid. But uh, um, maybe just never living up to that five-star number eight player in the in the. Well, his nation. brother Ty Steinkuhler played uh, defensive tackle. That's right. And Baker played right after him. But you're right. Most of the recruiting services said, that's an NFL starting offensive tackle. Right. Nebraska put him as defensive tackle, and maybe, you know, you wonder, uh, could he have been in the NFL a long time had he played offensive tackle? And Ty Steinkuhl, I'm glad you brought that up. He was pretty good, too. It's yeah. pretty disruptive. Yeah. Uh, number four on the list, Marlon Lucky, the highest-rated recruit according to 24-7, of course, was the five-star. Number 14 overall in that 2005 class, uh, dubbed by many as the next Reggie Bush. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't that. Uh, but he was, I think... One of the all-time, maybe still has that record, all-time leading receiver for running backs. I'm sure he does, yeah. Uh, I mean, they threw to he, him. I think he received it like 75 times one year. Yeah. I mean, he was a good player. It wasn't like his career was a bust. No. He was a he was okay. Uh, I remember that whole thing. Bill Callahan wrote him like a letter a day to get him to come to Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, they recruited him hard. And they got him. And he was a good player, but he wasn't what we thought he would be. What was the, the the play they always run to him where he got most of his receptions? Was like was it the sh- the shuffle pass yeah, or whatever? Where he, that, yeah. yeah, he runs yeah. a few yards ahead. And you just yeah. you just kind of pitch yeah. it to him, and it goes down yeah. as a pass. They threw a lot of screens to him too. He was a good receiving running back. Yeah, he wasn't a brute. He wasn't a great running back. And Nebraska never seemed to have great offensive lines around him. Well, and he never really like he was always like starting, but he was never like right. the. I mean, he had like. Quentin Castile in there one year yeah. and Cody Glenn and, yeah. you know, just different guys would come in and, yep. and help him. It was always yeah. a pairing along yeah. with Marlon Lucky. Uh, number three on the list, how about Amon Green? He came to Nebraska as a USA Today first team All-American running back, was among the top recruits in the nation. Uh, Green was listed as Blue Chip Illustrated's top pro- uh, uh, running prospect. I have to go and check out Blue Chip Illustrated, see how they're doing yeah. these days. Uh, this was before the time of all the recruiting websites, of course. Yeah. Uh, Green was selected in Nebraska after visits to Notre Dame, Arizona, Michigan, and Penn State. He's, he's stuck with the in, in-state school course. Nebraska went on to win national championships and playing a very important role after Lawrence Phillips uh, okay. was kicked off the team his freshman year, so they had to use him right away. I think coming out of high school, at least according to at least one publication, maybe a couple, uh, he was the number one player in the entire That's country. That's right. Yeah, I think he I was the number that. one player in the entire country. So that was obviously a big gift yeah. for them. Um, uh, number two on my list, Turner Gill, uh, who they had to hide from Oklahoma. You'll tell the story better than I will, so I'll let you do that here in a second. But um, he had other interests. So Oklahoma and Texas and Nebraska is who he was down to. It offers from USC, Michigan, Ohio State, just about anybody. Um, but he was down to those schools. He also was drafted by the Chicago White Sox in the second round following his senior year at Arlington Heights. 
Uh, but he ended up signing with Nebraska yeah. along with Mike Rogier and Irving Fryer that's that, in that same class. Now, Rogier had to go spend right. a year in the JUCO ranks before he came back to Nebraska. But, of course, they would end up being the triplets and make history at Nebraska. Yeah, of course, uh, there were stories about Nebraska hiding him from Oklahoma uh, before a letter of intent, before signing day so they could get his signature. They didn't want Oklahoma to know where he was. Barry Switzer once told us that he was so mad at himself for not taking up the personal recruitment of Turner Gill that he should have, uh, and they would have landed him. Uh, but and they, I think they even promised him, "We'll change our offense. We'll go away from the wishbone uh, if you come here." Uh, but he, wasn't he like an Oklahoma fan growing up yeah, or something like that? But he loved Tom Osborne. I mean, Tom yeah. Osborne was a great recruiter, and he was a lot like him. Quite frankly, he and Turner uh, Gill have a lot in common. And, of course, the biggest gift for Nebraska football and recruiting, Tommy Frazier. He was named the Parade Magazine and USA Today All-American teams and attracted recruiting attention from schools all across the country, ultimately won the battle over Clemson and Notre Dame. He actually once committed to Colorado, um, but after Coy uh, Detmer signed, Bill McCartney told Frazier he would be a defensive back if he went with the Buffaloes, so oh, he said to hell with that. I'm out of that there. That was pretty stupid. That's a bad idea. Uh, and uh, Tom Tom Osborne actually said during the news conference on Letter of, of Intent Signing Day, I had the feeling he was the only guy we recruited this year. That's how much talk there was uh, around Tommy Frazier uh, coming. But interesting, I found this in an article from Mike Babcock in, on 24-7 yeah. in 2012. So shout out to 2012 Mike Babcock nice. and current Mike Babcock. <laughs> Babcock. Right. But yep. uh, either case, he said, uh, if not for his mom's insistence on doing the right thing, Tommy Frazier wouldn't have made an official visit to Nebraska in December of 1991. He was just kind of tired of the whole recruiting thing. Right. And he promised that he'd go to Nebraska's campus. Um, and so his mom said, you stick to your promise and you go to that, uh, <laughs> you yeah, go and see that. Yeah. And then he liked what he saw. So yeah, uh, rest yeah, of, he probably would have picked Clemson, uh, probably would have picked Clemson. As you mentioned, already did pick Colorado, then uh, decommitted. But that's that's number one. I mean, that's the biggest get. Would, do they go 63 without Tommy? Probably not. No, probably not. Um, and they might have won still national titles or at least one. They did with Scott Frost. Uh but they wouldn't have gone 60 and 3, no doubt about it. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.